Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Rachel from London, and you're listening to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, would you ever get the new Met Police Commissioner on the show? And if you did, what would you ask him? And there's also a train in the background. Okay, here comes the show. And remember, question everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast for myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dame Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. Uh, hello. And a mix of very special guests posed to questions that need to be asked. And we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Raquel, or Rachel's question, uh, would you ever get the police commissioner on the show? And if you did, what would you ask him? Yes, and he wouldn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> he might, but yeah, I've met the uh, I've met the retired Met Commissioner um, where we had the discussion yeah, about yeah. Uh, him saying uh, the viability of the carnival. Maybe carnival needs to stop. And obviously, I was uh, contrary to that position. But um, I would definitely have the Met Police Commissioner on the show. And uh, what I would ask him is, Rachel, I would say, you can imagine the question would be. Uh, for lack of a better term confrontational correct yes. and uh, yeah you have to wait and listen yeah. to find out uh, it's not we haven't recorded it yet but who knows it might happen it'll be an um, explosive episode we'll probably put on the paywall yeah, yeah it'll exactly. be that explosive um, so. but you know what suffice to say on this podcast we ask and answer all the questions don't we Dave? absolutely no question is too big too small too illegal or unlawful and if you do like the show please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify and you'll never miss an episode or you can subscribe to us on Acast the world's biggest podcast network to hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests with that being said on today's show is an X plus size sex worker now turned writer podcaster and public speaker she's taken part in many debates about sex workers rights including appearances on the guilty feminist bbc channel 4 and has spoken for tedx as well as all of this she has also written for the metro and hosted their sex and relationships podcast for four years and is determined through her altruistic work to change people's attitudes towards sex sex work and sex workers please welcome to the show Ms. Miranda Kate. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Wow, what an intro. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, I'm going to put that on my website. Right, <laughs> definitely should. What, Feel the free. audio, just the audio that moment, yeah. right? When people yeah. arrive on MirandaKane.com. Exactly. It. Just Dane Baptiste just reading out your accolades. Yeah. I am yeah, not perfect. only happy to give you right. a positive testimonial, but I'm happy for that to be a revenue stream that anybody who wants my <laughs> services to big them up on their website. Welcome to Miranda's website, you lucky some bitch. Let me <laughs> tell you. Yeah. Click that, click that, you create. And I'll put sound bites. Mm. On every single hyperlink on your yeah. on your website, if that's what you want. Brilliant. We haven't like, discussed that yet, but okay. Yeah. I know, but that's the idea. I suppose it's not a podcast thing, is it? It's your own business thing. I mean, it's questioning everything, and I'm questioning yeah. the viability of that new revenue stream. Yeah. While yeah. while in situ, why it happens. Um, that being said, Miranda, it's a pleasure to have you here. We like to operate a good podcast as well as a digital florist, so we'd like to give you your flowers at the top <laughs> of the show. How are you? How's your life? 
How are things? Very good, thank you. Yeah, everything's um, going well at the moment, as well as it can be. Yes. I think we're all feeling like the cost of living crisis is making our hearts beat a little bit faster. Among other things. Among other things. (laughs) Um, So trying to see the best in life um, rather than dwell on it, because I think there's only so much you can do um, without it really affecting you. So it's really nice to be able to come onto podcasts and come out to chat to people and meet new people. Mm. I think after the few years that we've had, it's just so nice to come and meet people and and just say hello new face mm. what a delight you seem like such a lovely optimistic happy person oh i do try it makes me a little yeah. bit sick actually inside <laughs> just to say that because uh, it isn't how i approach life but i really respect you for it <laughs> just can't imagine how it works moreover because of your sex advocacy work being able to find the good in people when yes. you've been so close to such an industry which tends mm. to bring out the worst in people yeah it makes your disposition all the more commendable Miranda. well it we is say this. one of those things that um is a bit the trick of the trade of getting people to like me in a short face in a short space of time very quickly oh, yeah, only yeah. this time i get to do it with my clothes on so yeah, that's right, a delight you mentioned paywall but uh, <laughs> i don't know what, I don't know, what no, but, no it's not that kind of paywall oh, well, sadly, well I have, you know a paywall's a paywall buddy it you know. is, but I have hung up my suspenders. But, right, you know, right. if you ask me nicely, then okay. I'll still say no. I have a wife. Yeah. Uh, it's probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane, before <laughs> can I... I... Just, can I just do a quick aside and be like, that has never been a caveat for sex work. In fact, <laughs> sure. One, marriage is one of the reasons why sex work exists, yeah. Howard. Sure. Yeah. So well, as we, we might will, get into as, this. Yes, we, as we will learn. Uh, <laughs> it's probably time for a question, isn't it, Dane, as the format of this show dictates. Absolutely, Miranda Kenya, you are most welcome. And as our very esteemed guest, we'd like to invite you to ask the first question to both Howard and I, which can be any question you would like, which we'd like to discuss for about 15 minutes or some change. Then my producer friend, Howard Cohn, would like to pose a question to you, which we can also discuss. And then keep in repeating with the strokes. I'd like to ask you a question as well. We discuss for 15 minutes. And we would love for you to tell our listeners and viewers where they can find out about your good works, past present and future. How's that sound? Lovely. Brilliant. Good. Well, the floor is yours to ask the first question. I would like to ask you both uh, whether you think that sex work should be legalised. It's a good question. I already know some of Dane's opinions on this. Uh, (laughs) So I'm kind of interested to know how you've kind of come to this question. What what made you want to ask this question? Because uh, there are two things. First of all, I want to know if you understand the question. I want to know if you understand the language. Mm -hmm. I want to know if you know what legalisation means. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want people to understand the word legalisation. I want them to think about what they think the laws currently are. And I want them to think about what is the safe thing. Mm -hmm. Not what's moralistically correct, but what is the safe thing that will keep sex workers. And again, that's another point of language, which Mm. is I'm using the term sex work. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I reckon we should define sex work, should we? Yes. Is that a good thing? That's so, a yeah. good point because I've always, in my personal opinion, sex work involves me personally. If someone is gratified sexually or if someone ejaculates and someone else gets paid, to me that's sex work. Yeah. And this may be controversial. I consider, for example, surrogacy a form of sex work. Hmm. Which, uh, you know, somebody came <laughs> and you got pregnant and you got paid yeah. to, use, to use your body. For the I, act of sex, maybe, and and you know, I'm at it's it's kind of extreme, but I yeah, no, I it's, a that, it's a niche, it's a niche, bit. but a for niche. me, it's come from. It's probably not the main one that people talk about when not, they're talking about sex. Not yeah. the main one, but I think I, that's come from the fact that I, I, I admire spoke. your thinking. Yeah. But surrogacy <laughs> isn't about the sex, though. Surrogacy no, is about the baby. Yeah, so that's yeah. that to me. That's why it's not sex work. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So you're not you're not being paid for the guy to put his penis inside you. I reckon yeah. I can name three types of sex worker. Okay. okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and name three. Okay. I reckon you've got your. Uh, you know, still in the physical world, strip club 
strippers, stripper. people, stripper yeah. people. You can say stripper. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking there might be more <laughs> terms to strip people. Exactly. But there's, there's, there's a lot, no, but let's. But it's yeah, yeah. all about normalising the language. Yeah. So, so there you go, just yeah. strippers, right? Yeah. So then I would also say uh, online. Uh, Cam girls, cam girl person, only fans. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know what you want to term that, but like the online sex game, digital sex worker, digital sex worker, and then you've obviously got what people have commonly termed as prostitutes. I guess in the history escorts, of the world, escorts, I would go for or escorts. Yeah. Okay, but uh, is it, I always thought there's a difference between an escort and a prostitute. But well, that's the, that's the point exactly. Yeah. Because uh, what is the word prostitute not a popular word? Now? Well, is that like a bad word? A friend of mine, Nicole Henriksen, is another comedian, Norwegian yes. comedian, who I basically also worked uh, as also a stripper as well. Right, mm-hmm. right. And she said that the reason why there is such distortion about the definition of sex workers because there's what's referred to as a hierarchy mm. where for example uh, maybe strippers may look at escorts and say because I don't actually have penetrative sex with uh, my clients it's not the same as me being a prostitute and the right. same way escorts might say because they may accompany a man and they name their price if sex is put on the table it's very different to someone who's soliciting uh, on the street right. in the terms of prostitution and then again a someone who's involved in making adult films or as an adult film actor may say it's not the same as prostitution even though you are actively having sex for money so hmm. for me I think all of these include sex work um, and again as I said it might be a very uh, uh, it might be kind of reductive in the way I say this but it's like you know I removing surrogacy now I've been educated <laughs> I'd say if someone came and you got paid or there was money exchanged and somebody came I'd define that as sex work or if somebody was aroused or was uh, pleasured sexually in any yeah. way even visually and that, there was a commercial exchange yeah. to me that's sex work Yeah, and I think that uh, all of these things should be legal Yeah, I think that uh, there normally laws that do exist in countries which have more lax attitudes towards sex work I think like in Germany Berlin for example I think doing sex work isn't illegal but solicitation might be illegal so, or what they call curb crawling as well okay. but for me I think uh, all sex work should be legal and should be uh, and can be taxed and I think that that revenue can go back into providing assistance and support for people who are victims of sexual trauma and I think the reason why it should be a legitimised industry is because if sex work was normalised and legitimised you would see a significant reduction in probably substance abuse uh, killings of sex workers uh, trafficking hmm. uh, coercion and uh, yeah, a lot more of the more extreme and I guess more harmful aspects of the adult industry, whether it's through uh, pornography and the like as well. This is where this is where, where one of the words that you've missed out has, comes into play because mm. you've both missed out the word consent. Mm. Oh. So for me, sex work is are you doing it consensually? Mm. That's it. Whether you're digital, online, in person, whether you want to be called a sex worker, an escort, a prostitute, are you doing it consensually? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about trafficking victims and uh, people who are being made to do it, whether they're being coerced, whether they're doing it because they have no option, because someone is making them do it, they're being blackmailed into it, mm-hmm. that's not consensual. Mm-hmm. So I don't term that as sex work. I term that as people who are victims. And those are the people why, where... Um, if we can sort out the laws around sex work, those are the people that it would really help the most mm-hmm. because then it separates it separates consensual sex work. And I know there are going to be some people who are like, oh, why term? You know, they, they hate the term consensual sex work, but I'm just going to use it because I'm I'm trying to talk to to people who don't who mm. don't know this industry very well and don't know advocacy and activism very well. So it's trying to make sure that the people who are doing consensual sex work can carry on and do sex work safely legitimately 
whether you want to taxate taxate them that's you know uh, that'll be up to you and your mm. prime minister um to me i'm not so it's sure not my prime minister, just let you know but anyway <laughs> and then the uh when and then so that would mean that more help and resources can then go towards the people who need it the most which are people who are victims of um of coercion mm. Do you see what I mean? And then one of the reasons why I'm looking at the language here is also because when you talk about legalisation and you touched on Berlin and in different places, legalisation is still a form of prohibition. Mm. So at the moment, we're working under some very difficult laws because in the UK, sex work is legalised. But we work under very difficult laws. What sex workers really want is we want sex work to be Mm decriminalised. So it means that rather than working in the prohibitive way that we work at the moment, which is where we can only work with one woman, and it is only women, doesn't affect men, it affects women and gay men, um, we can only work in one place with one person so we're not allowed to work together Mm. and that is why yeah yeah. yeah, we want it to be decriminalized so that we can work in a flat as a cooperative as a as people who are together we don't want brothels because again that's part of legalization which they have in germany Mm. uh and in amsterdam Mm -hmm. is where you can only work on certain premises at certain times and those are people who often find themselves coerced because they're women who can't afford the business loans and the property and the Mm. licensing they're often coerced by men at the top Mm. so we're looking we want decriminalization uh where it's where it's legal where it be legal for us to work but work together as a cooperative in flats where we don't have to worry about eviction Mm. and uh we don't have to worry about losing our jobs and we don't have to worry about things like blackmail or Mm. people finding out you know what you know prosecuted for being having a house of ill repute yeah being prosecuted (laughs) and even worse being trapped into sex work because of the laws Mm. at the moment it's if you're caught out working with someone or if you're caught solicitate solicitate soliciting mm-hmm. <laughs> soliciting for prostitution then you get slapped with a with a, um uh with a criminal prosecution and that can effectively stop you from going into any other parts of work yeah. and in order to pay the fine which you'll inevitably get you therefore have to do more sex work but the question in my head and maybe the listeners heads so i imagine there's a few questions is um why is it not like that because oh, who wants to who wants to do it? Who wants to be the prime minister that stands at the front of parliament saying, "Let's decriminalise"? Uh, thank you, Dave. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this Dane is raises why... his hand in case <laughs> listeners don't know. Uh, Dane is Dane is in. Yeah, absolutely. But we've had Tories for twelve years. Even under Labour, they were like, "Yeah, we are willing to look at the decriminalisation of sex work." Jeremy Corbyn was all about, but you know, Jeremy Corbyn was also the evildoer who wanted free Wi-Fi and free school meals, and look what happened to him. So it's all about reputation. And at the moment, we've got so many people. Amnesty International, they want it decriminalised. The WI want it decriminalised. Your nans want sex workers to be decriminalised. But who's saying no then? Pardon? Who's saying no? All the people in charge, basically. Um, The police, the... Well, no, not even the police are. The police are in certain areas because what you've got to also understand is that we have 58 different police commissioners 58 mm. different I'm sorry if the number's different but I'm I'm an ex-sex worker I'm not a police commissioner expert um, but we have be 50, a weird combo if you were I anyway. know but it'd be great wouldn't it well for this moment when you well, needed to start if I was a police commissioner I mean, I'd be there, there is there is an there is a overt link between the police and the sex work industry of course I say this all the time like mm. no one ever pays attention whenever you watch like comedies involving cops or like old films from like circa 80s 70s 80s 
there's always a scene where they'll be in the police precinct. Yeah. And there'll be a sex worker arguing with a police officer. Yes. But she'll speak to him by name. Yeah. And she'll be like, oh, well, you never complained the other day. Yeah. And he'll be like, be quiet, Petunia. I'm trying to. (laughs) Petunia? I mean, something like that. Something like that. But (laughs) but the thing is, I think a lot of people aren't aware of, like, for example, there was the uh, police officer Daniel Holtzclaw in America Mm. who was basically. apprehending sex workers brutalizing them sexually assaulting them he's now doing I think 256 years yeah because he was doing this for about a lot of women and he he thought he could get away with it because they were sex workers and they were African American women that they wouldn't report it and in the end they found the courage to do so but a lot of time and you'll know more than I will Miranda I feel like a lot of time when sex workers who are women are caught by the police they're very powerless because there's yeah. no decriminalization. And what tends to happen sometimes, more corrupt members of the uh, institution, they will exchange sexual favours for yeah. their freedom. Exactly. And we've seen that happen before. There are so many places that are working towards decriminalisation that have it, uh, you know, they've been to Parliament. And this is why people like Amnesty International are trying to work for decriminalisation. Um, it's because we have seen that kind of coercion mm-hmm. happening. Um, there are some police, like I said, there's 58 different police commissioners. There's 58 different ones. So in London, you've got the Met Police who are booting out sex workers from the safety of their flats as part of the raids in Soho. Mm. But then in Leeds and Manchester, you've got the police who are working with sex workers because they understand that in order to find the people, the very worst people within their community who are using them and who are abusing them and who are attacking them, they need to work with the sex workers and they need to make them feel safe. But when you've got them... They understand as well that, like, where you saw the decline of like the textile industry and stuff like that. Yes, as well. a lot of women had to go back under those arches and make ends meet. Yeah, and they probably have much more of a connection to them as yeah. opposed to down south, where it- obviously there's a much, uh, much uh, more distinct. Uh, economic hierarchy yeah so you so. do talking like working classes and mm-hmm. yeah and there's also um even the, even the designation we had of like escort versus prostitute is almost like prostitute yeah. is a portion to working class women who are sex workers whereas if you're a middle class woman that's soliciting and sex work yeah. it's, it's you're an escort uh, and I don't mind which one people prefer like for me I say the term sex work only mm. because it reiterates that it's work it reiterates mm. that consent mm. it reiterates that I'm doing this and therefore you don't need to try to slam me in mm. prison or anything like this I want to work and my friends want to work um, the the only thing that I sort of like picked up on with when it comes to prostitute and escort is I think a lot of people have um, taken the term prostitute in order to say oh she's prostituted mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so it's yes. not like I'm not trying to be like oh mm. you call yourself like the English Collective of Prostitutes are an amazing organisation they're a charity organisation that are working for sex workers on and offline and mm. you know all over the place um, so I have nothing against the term if you want to use if you want to call yourself a prostitute a whore anything like that mm. absolutely fine because at the end of the day it's consent yeah. it's mm. up that's to the, you that's the key isn't it yeah. is, the, is the consensual aspect of it yeah. I mean, well yeah. you've got our vote I mean, yeah, I, I got, uh, we definitely got other. Do I, I mean, have your vote for legalisation or decriminalisation? Decriminalisation. Yay! Yeah, I think decriminalisation, I think, because, I, and I think the objections to that uh, statement is that most people are kind of like, I don't want to live below a, a brothel or blah, blah. But um, as you said, it's like, well, people can be fucking in the houses you're living in yeah. anyway. So what difference does it make, really? Exactly. And if um, anyone wants to find out where they can find, what do you think, where, which country in the world do you think is decriminalised sex work? What one country? Well, we all think Holland, but that's probably not the yeah. case. You think Holland? I don't know. I reckon, let's go somewhere like Scandinavia. Or actually, hang on, I'm going to go Japan. Japan? 
I don't think there's been a nation, but I think maybe in uh, maybe by state. So I think Nevada, for example, may have decriminalised uh, sex work. No, it is that hive of scum and villainy, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand is the only country that has got decriminalised sex work. And look at them. How, like, long, ago, how long ago did they, did they... They did it in 1999, I think. And the oh, lady who put it through, um, she's now been made a dame because she saved she saved lives. And So we can look to New Zealand and we can look at their their stats and their facts and their figures and also talk to the women themselves. We can talk to the sex workers to find out how it has changed their lives and how it has made it safe for them. They can now go to court and they can take someone to court for abuse and for, uh, you know, if their wages go, for, they can, they've got that. So, someone don't pay an invoice. Yeah, exactly. That is a, that's a CCJ to get work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and why were you in the rears here, sir? Uh, speaking of rear, yeah, you know man. what? <laughs> Stag was a bit mad. And, well, uh, <laughs> it, it was, uh, it's a very good question and, and you know, uh, when we share this uh, episode online, please share it and share where people can support this. Yep, this, they can um, go campaign. to, they can send money to uh, English Collective of Prostitutes, or there's National Ugly Mugs, which helps to keep sex workers safe by using a national. Um, uh, they text workers if there's been uh, an, an ugly mug, uh, nice. you know, a bad client, then yeah. they can text them to let them know if anything's who they should be looking out for. Well, it's a good question. Start the show. No, Sorry, I feel like I've really started on a downer. No. Do you want a penis, Joe? No. Just to... <laughs> no, 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 no. Haven't you had to deal with enough penis already? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was you... in comedy, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, my question is going to, because I, I, you know, I always try and research who's coming on the show. Okay. Uh, so, I, you know, we've covered some of your area of expertise. Thank you. Uh, I think there's more to it than that, right, isn't it? That's not your only thing. No, no, no. You do a bit of, like, dating, relationships, yes. stuff. Yep, so I do a dating podcast for the Metro, and right. I run a fat liberation club in London called Club Indulge, right. which is all about letting anyone, no matter what size, what shape they are, have a great night out without any shame or judgment. We'll be back after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the show. My question is going to link to the the, the, the one before about the, what, what the podcast, what you do, the, you know. Um, well, glad I could get the in club, <laughs> club yeah, indulge plug in. Yeah, that plug good? it in there. Um, <laughs> weird that we haven't talked about this, uh, I think. I don't know why that would be. But anyway, um, so listeners will know, uh, and this is the first time you listened, in which case, welcome. I uh, hope you enjoy yourself. Um, uh, <laughs> it's not always like this. I'm so yeah, sorry. Right. Uh, you know, I've got a wife uh, and children, and mm. I can tell you now, and Dane would probably support this claim, I ain't ever cheating on my wife. 
right, I've been together with her for eight years, never yeah. cheated on her, and I'll be together until the day I die, and I'm never going to cheat on her. You've got to say that with chest, it's like you keep trailing off. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, not going to cheat my wife. I won't this, cheat on my wife. Yeah. Look at this closed body language as well. I'm happy to open it up. So much for bonding I'm not going to cheat on her. I've been with her for eight years. Yeah. God, I'm going to be with her till the day I die. The worst, Howard, is if you went, let me be clear. Yeah. Because when politicians go, let me be clear, <laughs> there's lies coming. <laughs> no, it, you, they, you know. You know. I know, Howard. Do you, you know, want some you know. advice? No, 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 so I, I, and I, the reason is it's quite simple why I'll never cheat on my wife is, is, is I am like to the core a loyal person. Yeah. A lot of people in my life would, would see me as that. So, yeah. you know, that'll be to friends, people I work with, but obviously to my wife, it's beyond uh, another level. Yeah. And so I would, you know, I know I would never be able, I wouldn't even be able to physically do it. I actually okay. think I physically can do it. So therefore I want to ask the question, well, why do people cheat? Because I guess the reason I wouldn't cheat on my wife is because... I obviously am happy. Yeah. And I love her. Uh, and I don't feel any need to cheat on her. <laughs> so why... And I, I actually had a, I'm at a point in my life now where I'm starting to have conversations. I'm not going to name anyone, but some conversations where I, I do hear conversations from people, wide mixture. Maybe it's someone that someone knows, someone yeah. I know, someone that's just heard a story about someone who's done something. Someone, you remember that guy? Oh, yeah, he's done that. Like, and it's often guys... Uh, well, no, it isn't you know exclusively guys, but it yeah. is often guys who who have done it. And I, I think I just don't understand well, why. Why is that? Why happened? in what context? So why are you asking me specifically? Is it because of the um, like because of sex and relationship podcast, yeah. or is it? Yeah. The... You said relationship podcast. Yeah. So like yeah. I was like, oh, relationship podcast. This is a good time <laughs> to ask about this because you know. But I, I don't it... know. Like I can't say mm. because I a as a sex worker, like a lot of people would ask me straight like questions like that. And first of all, I don't hand out a questionnaire. Mm. Like I don't start the appointment with like, I'm sorry, but why are you here? Why yeah. are you know? It's, <laughs> <laughs> so well, not. What, do you want, can, what can if, we do if, in an hour? If it's decriminalised, do you think that people would be like, well, actually... Yeah, what's your five-year plan? <laughs> yeah. you know, give me your, scenario, your name, your age, a sex location. In that situation, do you think most of the people are cheating on someone coming to No, you? because I think sex and relationships are two different things. That's why we say sex and relationships. I, I, agree. I agree. I think you can have sex, and I've seen so many people in wonderful relationships mm. where it's all about them as a person rather than where your genitals go. The reigning go. monarch mm. of your country is with a queen consort who started off as his mistress. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like some people couldn't be like so compatible, mm. like heart and mind, so compatible sexually, maybe not so much. Maybe mm. it's a little bit different. And, you know, but it's like, is but that's not cheating. Mm. That's polyamory. You can look into opening your relationship up and there's mm. nothing s- wrong swing, with swinging. that. Swinging, exactly. So some people like mm. to create a consensual paradigm of cuckolding. Yep, exactly. Because that's their kink as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, you, you and your wife don't always sleep in the same bed. Yeah, that's the reason I think the relationship is so healthy. There yeah. you go. Uh, you know. and, and I think I think that's it, Howard, is that because you uh, have an open dialogue with your wife about requirements to mm. your own personal comfort, yeah. it yeah. means that nobody has to find a destructive or necessarily a secretive outlet mm. for any frustrations they may have as yeah. well because yeah. you're upfront about it. I think it. it's such a general question as well like, because mm. there are so many, because it depends on the person. Like I've, I've never cheated mm. and a lot of people are like, but you do sex work and yes, I had a partner whilst I was doing sex work, but mm. it's like, for me, that's not cheating. Mm. I can say, you know, if they want to know what I've been doing, then fine, but I used it as a lovely filter because I'm like, well, if you're not interested in 
behind me whilst I'm, you know, sticking a load of butt plugs at someone's ass, mm. <laughs> making them crawl around like a dog, then I'm not interested in you as a boyfriend. Right, so right, right. It, it's, it, it is very different. I think the term cheating can be a real wide net anyway um because you know if you're having sex with someone but you actually enjoy spending more time i would be so pissed off if my partner enjoyed going to the cinema with someone Hmm. went to the cinema or watched (laughs) or even watching more netflix even finishing you know finishing a netflix box set without you box set cheated on you yeah exactly i think it's a thing now as well yeah (laughs) causes tension these days so much also some people consider it cheating if you like someone else's picture on social media yeah so it can become very broad i think the distortion comes from the fact that like we so I, don't think that. I don't think that is cheating that's the thing it's the subjectivity of it because some people think if you look at if you're with your partner you look at another woman mm. some people consider that cheating yeah some people consider cheating if you wear a uh, revealing piece of attire yeah and makeup when you're not with them mm. yeah it, it, it's it, it, can, it can the subjectivity of it changes so much and uh I think it's because we have a very skewed understanding of love and relationships, which we call romance, which Mm. is nowhere near the same. That's a commodified idea that's sold back to us in terms of the standards and aesthetics that we think are indicative of romance. Yeah. Yeah. And And, so, yeah. And monogamy. What I can tell you is that we're not... Our bodies, and this is something really interesting I learned from a guy called Dr. Anand. um, He does the... Uh, gone fishing pod um, right. uh, with, uh, with anyway <laughs> Brenda how are you going to come on this podcast and talk about uh, in, and, and another I'm podcast which I'm is inf- which is inferior but still don't bring uh, them up no. <laughs> I'm cheating on your podcast um, what I did learn is that we are not physically um, made to be monogamous mm. so um, the reason why a man's penis is mushroom shaped is so that it can act as a vacuum it can make a vacuum within the vagina and suck out the semen from the guy that's been in there before him so mm. as a species we're not supposed to be that sort of you know says that hey we're allowed to think... not be you know with the same person I don't think mine has a dots. sucking option to let you know but um, <laughs> I'll take your word for it but... <laughs> I don't think that's... <laughs> is it mushroom shape? Or dicks are mushroom shape? Sure, but the, the idea that you... <laughs> then it's got that's sucking weird. on. It's inbuilt. It's inbuilt. Well, I don't know. I'll have to look into the science, but <laughs> I think the cheating Question thing everything is... is a theme of this podcast. Yeah. And if Howard wants to research the geometrical state of his phallus, we're going to do that too. Yeah, different show. <laughs> and if so I, I want to ask if him if it's mushroom add, shape... Add to the paywall and all will be revealed. <laughs> <laughs> it really changed things here on this episode. Um, but I think cheating to me because i think you're like so i heard one story this is what i'm not just making this i'm not i'm very content but i do hear lots of stories so i'm like fuck me that this is maybe a time in my life where this is becoming more common <laughs> mm. i think that's, okay. that's that's the thing i think when you're younger i think cheating becomes something different i think i think oh i was in a relationship and it fell apart partly because i fell like someone else and it's going to be mm. easy to do that at that stage in life when you're kind of getting older i think it becomes a bigger deal mm. so i heard one story which i'm happy to say because it doesn't involve anyone i have any connection to really where i <laughs> they were at a wedding this person uh, i know and mm. uh they were talking to this woman and they were chatting and then she said oh you yeah, know my husband's um we actually have an open relationship and she was like oh wow and it, this person was just talking to him about it quite naturally mm. like, and you know kind of easy at that stage for anyone to converse and then they said yeah no he's uh, my husband's actually having sex with uh, this guy uh, just over <laughs> next bit of this wedding yeah. and I was like and obviously this person was like 
fuck, fucking hell. <laughs> Literally, like, wow. That, that's we're just on quite... App- this, we're on appetizers. Where did this come from? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, wait till, wait till the first Can dance. I finish my um, soup, please? But the idea that... Yeah, at the table. Very um, interesting conga line happening. But, that is, yeah, <laughs> but that's like a real, like, wow, that isn't cheating, right? Because mm. in her life and in my life, that, you know, that, there's no uh, agreement to have that scenario. Consent. And also to be... Well, exactly, that's yeah. what I mean. It's consent. And, and also to be by... That's like a whole other thing because that changes the dynamic for a lot of people. So it's all about consent and acceptance and all of that, you know. I just thought in that scenario, that was like, wow, what, what, a, what a unique relationship. But it probably isn't no. that unique anymore. No. Whereas, whereas uh, I think the ultimate truth of cheating on someone, if, if when I, you know, start these stories and everything, is hurt. Yeah. If you bring hurt and pain to the person that has been cheated on, I think that's pretty fucking low. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Like yeah. all of the jokes aside, like there there might be loads of different dynamics to relationships now. They're more, we're more open to those dynamics than we have been in previous eras. Mm. But the version of thing where you fucking break someone's heart for, for a physical action yeah. that, let's be honest, only has so much value. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't have loads of value it has, and it has value in your life as a whole, mm. but the single action, yeah. the single action in which you've done something to, 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 to break this person's soul is like low. Are we, I mean, we don't, I, I'm honestly, like, I'm, I don't know why we're talking about cheating because I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything to do with it. <laughs> we don't go around like, you know, telling people how to cheat or anything, but <laughs> yeah. we do of talk course. a lot about open relationships yeah. and, and how to open your relationship. So mm. if anyone is thinking about going I- into another, if they're worried about what their relationship is like at the moment mm. and they're thinking and they fancy someone else and they want to talk about it with their mm. partner, a great piece of advice that I would say is um, use the my friend excuse. So if you do want to open up your relationship, mm. talk to your partner, sit your partner down and just say, do you know what? Do you know my friend, uh, my friend Howard? Mm. Yeah, he was thinking about, um, I mean, you know, they, they they love each other. He loves his wife till the day he dies. He keeps banging on about on his podcast. But he's still thinking about opening up the relationship. What do you reckon? Do you reckon that's a good idea? And see, mm. that's a really nice way to talk to your partner about anything. Mm. just to see where they what the temperature lies you know with them mm. I think it's a good way I think I think I think however cheating like I said there's so many it's such a subjective concept it's very hard to define it and it's more I think as Howard says what you're really describing is betrayal Mm. good word yeah it's more betrayal because and and that's based and I guess if you uh, if your relationship is predicated on a certain truth Mm. and then you defy Mm. that truth and at the expense of the physical or mental well-being of the other person or mm. persons in that relationship, then I'd say that betrayal is what you define as cheating. Because yeah. I think, like you said, yeah. for me, what we're referring to as infidelity and, again, the kind of stigma attached to it uh, has probably changed over the years. And, again, I think it's just misunderstood because of our conflation of romance with sex and relationships. Because I always say this in jest and it makes people upset. Um, I think... The access to other sexual partners has probably increased due to for technological, cultural reasons, economic reasons, mm. where I think that uh, the ability to observe having more than one sexual partner was only reserved for people that may have been from a higher socioeconomic bracket in society. Hmm. Like men of wealth and esteem and stuff like that, it was seen only they could do stuff like that. So yeah. in countries like where well, you have like Saudi Arabia and the Saudi royal family, polyamory or having multiple wives, particularly in based on certain theocracies, like uh, hmm. more um, traditional Sunni uh, 
Islamic countries, for example, mm. having more than one wife is seen as a norm. Um, but I also say, like, there's a reason why the president's wife is called the first lady, not the only lady. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> is there someone else in the White House? Well, because, you know, a lot of the time there is a the stigma... Is that what that, they call it? <laughs> yeah, but, there, but, there, but there's a stigma about, like, you know, obviously... Uh, men of power being able to use their power to manipulate or you, you have your own former prime minister yep. we don't yeah. even know how many kids he has and yet yeah. so he just got married again very recently Yeah, and so you oh know God, he's a dick. well there you go And yeah. but, but for some reason people are still having sex with this person Matt Hancock was oh. able to cheat on his wife now for me I'm offended because there are lonely <laughs> people out there and somebody who already had someone Mm. chose Matt Hancock what a waste yeah. of anyone's time we've, I feel like we've all been cheated yeah. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. tax money has gone to get him getting extramarital vagina and I think that is t- <laughs> consensual vagina mm. Miranda but nonetheless consensual otherwise yeah we didn't consent we didn't vote yeah. for that I didn't vote for that I, I also think there's uh, very much a kid in the candy shop vibe yeah so of with dating apps you're looking at dating apps and you're going right I've got a lovely girlfriend at home but she wants me she wants me she wants me she wants me and I can and honestly it's... say that I have been uh, I have definitely been led astray by the ego yeah and I've been in denial about it sometimes as well where yeah. it's like I'm just talking to my fans it's not necessarily that bad but, but then you think, well, if your partner saw the transcript, how yeah. happy would they be about it? So yeah. I've had to learn to temper that behaviour because even part of it's come from the fact that we all like, it's like, because I have no intention here, yeah. I can just entertain it because it's not anything serious. Well, that's good. See, that's who you should be asking why do people cheat? But then, how, however, but, but there's... Oh, I was just, I'm just making conversations. <laughs> it's a fucking podcast, isn't it? <laughs> but it's a, what, a different reason for everybody. So for me, it's like... And also, the justification for me was like I don't actually want to be with anybody else mm. this person mm. comes first I will yeah. take care of them in every way possible and so the justification is there and like I said it's very subjective so I think the issue is not about cheating it's about betrayal where mm. you've made made stipulations about how your relationship is supposed to work and then you uh, do things to contradict said stipulations but what about where those stipulations come in because what we see a lot of times is people say oh but we're not together like when, mm-hmm. when you're watching stuff like Love Island they're like but we weren't exclusive I yeah, could yeah. go off into Casa Ramore because we're not exclusive yeah. they spent six weeks in someone's bed they've been absolutely attached to the hip yeah. and then they go off to Casa Ramore but they go but because those words weren't uttered we're not exclusive well, that's where thing, do you and stand and that's with the thing, that? with most with most contracts normally when we mm. talk about an exchange of contracts you're able to accept a contract either by signature or by payment or what's also called conduct that's how contracts work yeah so like you say you may not necessarily say it but if you're in the bed with me for six weeks and we're having a sexual relationship all the time and i leave so like for example yeah. uh, my family are from the caribbean and when i wake up in the morning like when i used to be a kid if i go downstairs my mom's in the kitchen and i walk past her and don't say anything she goes i'm sorry did we sleep together last yeah. night <laughs> and it, it's an idiomatic term but it basically means you should always greet somebody unless you woke up with them. Yeah. And so it means that obviously people understand there is an intimacy to waking up with somebody yeah. or what we say sleeping with somebody because obviously we all understand that basically in your sleep you're probably at your most vulnerable. Yeah. So to share that same space with somebody like there is a certain level of intimacy there as well. So I think cheating can very much vary a lot of the time and it's more about betrayal and as if you are giving, you are portraying yeah. a particular person or paradigm to somebody else I agree and in the real life what you're actually doing is in defiance of that Yeah. Well, and I'd it, like to take this time to apologise to anybody who feels I may have cheated on them in the past <laughs> well it, it was Howard, fine you, uh, Howard has forced fine. me to confront myself yeah good I'm glad <laughs> well that was one uh, thing achieved um, uh, no but look I'm, I'm glad we talked about it because I think it's a very interesting subject I think it's a cha- ever changing subject but let's change subject to your question Dane to complete today's show uh, I feel like it was 
try to take elements of both the previous questions and my question. Nice. But personally, I believe, and I, ho- I hope that I have uh, my uh, response to the first question, show that I, I am an advocate for the decriminalisation of sex work. Thank you, yes. Um, because I find it very strange that the oldest profession in the world mm. is the one that has the most taboos. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to argue that really, at our most rudimentary level as human beings, Sex work is the only work we have because all of our other practices were forms of sustenance. For example, Mm. you would exchange livestock for maybe for uh, plants or, you know, there'd be an exchange where I'm near a well so I'm able to get water and I'll exchange that with you for seeds so I can grow crops or you're able to be able to grow crops. Whereas the reason why sex work is distinct is because that was the first time that human beings were having a commercial exchange based on want and not need. Because outside of the gratification of sex from orgasm, you had sex to procreate. But the idea of having sex because it pleasures you is obviously, again, it's something that's only privy to very few species on Earth. So I say it's arguably the only profession. (laughs) I also say that because as uh, we see the increase in proliferation of artificial intelligence and automation, Mm. very few other jobs that human beings have are going to exist in the next 20 to 30 years. Mm. And I think that sex work might be one of the only ones that uh, still exists. Yeah, because it's still about human contact. Precisely. However, I'm sure you've noticed that even uh, technology regarding sex, whether it's sex toys, sex dolls, mm-hmm. uh, digital sex work. Oh, yes. Um, it's also changing. Why'd you point market. at me? Huh? <laughs> Why'd you point at me? I am pointing at you, Howard. You're you pointing at me. I mean, everyone's just trying to work out your how, where this whole that mushroom dick uh, <laughs> came from um, where your boundaries are <laughs> <laughs> but um, my question is uh, I guess is with these things with every other aspect of the world changing yeah. technologically mm-hmm. and uh, economically what do you think the future is for sex workers it's really interesting. I think when it comes to... Uh, it, it's already changing. So at the moment, um, when you're talking uh, money-wise, we have so many more. Every time there's a recession, come austerity, when um, in 2008, the rise of sex workers just went I said, absolutely I, I told all roof. my friends this. It's going to go through the roof. Yeah. And we're going to see it again. Yep. And we, you know, well, the grow, lockdown grow is down. when OnlyFans became papal. Exactly. And then so. OnlyFans try to shut them down. And that's what we see again and again and again, which is like a platform or even like back in the day where it's like, you know, the red light district. Mm-hmm. Soho got built because sex workers were there. Yep. And then as soon as it becomes, you know, it becomes popular. Oh, so they yeah, so knock they, yep. them out. Um, so it's it is always changing, but sex workers we are great at adapting. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you've got this is one of the reasons why PayPal exists mm-hmm. because of sex workers. Because yeah. well, sex a industry way... normally guides any technological advance, yes. particularly online, because like streaming, yeah, like DVDs. I think most people that watch porn chose DVDs, DVDs over Blu-rays, yeah. and stuff, or, uh, or um, video CDs. Yes, and obviously streaming and Flash has also been in line with uh, the adult film industry. Yeah, so really, you guys determine where technology kind of how it evolves. Definitely, even from voicemails, like answering machines. We were the ones, because sex workers generally have disposable cash and they need to use that Mm -hmm. to, you know, to make their work safer. So with answering machines, Mm -hmm. then they could keep the phone calls whilst they're up in in another room with a customer. Mm -hmm. Then they can take a phone call from someone else Mm -hmm. and call them back. So things like 
like that. It's they sex workers are super adaptable, and one of the first things that we use is technology because it's a matter of safety, mm. matter of convenience, mm. and we have disposable cash mm. to use it and to invest into it. Um, so it is it has been interesting to see all the the, but but also you know totally typical to see things like OnlyFans on the rise. But I think if you're talking about just your your you know your average going to see someone, that will never change. You will always want to see someone in the flesh, as it were. Well, you know. unless they're robots. Well, uh, well you say that, about Howard, because uh, that's the other point, Randa, and you can verify this or not, but yeah. uh, so I, th- I think I read uh, Louis Theroux's book, uh, Weird Weekends, Yeah, and he was saying, he went to like one of the uh, brothels they have in Vegas. Yes, and yeah. He actually, and he actually said, Howard, for most uh, people that solicit sex workers, a lot of them are actually paying for what's called the girlfriend experience. They yeah. don't say they want penetrative sex. They just yeah. want to sit with a woman and be hugged and taken care of, or like they might be sitting down and gaming and yeah. they just want someone to hug them while they're... Because it always interests me, whenever contact. someone says, oh, robots, then it's like, well, you've just said exactly what you want to do with a woman, but <laughs> everyone who goes, you know, uh, I'm not I, there for I the sex. I keep telling men, when they can combine Alexa and Siri with dildos, we are out of the game, gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are out of there. That's another thing. They're not. No one's thinking about women yeah. and male sex workers. Yeah. Because we need something with fucking hydraulics. Do you know what I mean? If we want to be thrown around the room and like be treated like... Something big old hydraulic phallus with a dolphin yeah. on the top. Yeah. Why, why a dolphin, I wonder? I don't know. <laughs> but it's, or a it, unicorn. We're never going to get out of people wanting to have that in person. We, we still haven't seen it. Like Even back in the day when people were, have it, were worried about fucking answering machines, yeah. they, we still went on to have um, women and people meeting up with probably other the people. The graphic design industry probably owns, owes a lot to uh, sex workers because that's what the, all the pictures that used to be. Like, yeah. And stuff. yeah. So a lot of graphic designers were like, how did you make your money? Uh, you know. <laughs> the whole a few, a few artists very early on in the game the whole me phone up. box industry yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just here putting 10p in the slot nick 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 <laughs> yeah. I reckon the robot the robots thing the reason I say that is because the uh, lifelike dolls that have become very popular and very well known for documentaries the real dolls yeah. yeah yeah. they are like you know about a couple of years away from just turning that into kind of like a you know you can just remote control have you seen one of those things in real yeah. life though I have I have because are... I have so, so one Ooh. of the little known facts about my career uh, in like they television. said little known after we just found out about the shape of your penis but I, <laughs> I didn't actually talk about the shape of my penis I assume that everyone's penis is anyway I'm not going to get into penis again <laughs> I've only seen so many in my life. Uh, I once made, uh, uh, well, first of all, I once made like, you know, sketches, like comedy sketches that were like, you couldn't tell if they were real or not, like mockumentary stuff. Yeah. And that actually led to some people saying, well, why don't you try and do this in the real world? With real, or you mean a documentary? I was like, fine, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I needed the work. Uh, and so uh, I ended up doing this thing for Channel 4 called Sex Toy Secrets, right? So if you oh, go yeah, on, yeah. if you go on Channel 4's website, you, actually, there's some amazing some of the clips from it went viral so there's one with of the woman who worked in the returns department mm. in a sex toy company which is a fucking oh, yeah. difficult gig uh, and she was uh, <laughs> she was like <laughs> literally like calf worker of like yeah just fucking don't you know just, oh, in, just in, they've sent this butt plug back I can't tell if they've used if it she sees you know. what, if we've seen what she was seeing you'd have a 20 a day habit too exactly yeah. So. Yeah. Jackie you know. Jackie in returns shout out um, Jackie big up Jackie <laughs> anyway, Jackie on the podcast uh, I'm not sure she's <laughs> got the this time. is why you should shop um, in places that don't. But anyway, like, I went to like just meet this. About any problem? <laughs> I went to meet the the inventor of a lot of sex toys in Amsterdam. Mm. Um, 
uh, it was like being in Wonka's fucking factory. You know, the music when he's showing, like, you know. The- I, 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 don't know I can't believe you said, said Wonka and not Willie. In this instance, Howard. This is the one time you definitely should say Willie. Is Wonka's, you described it as Wonka's factory. A place of joy and fun. But you'll never cheat on your wife, though. You'll never cheat on your wife. Sure, because no, no, no. I took the owner of a sex toy company to meet the guy who invents all these toys. So for him, he was like, oh, my God, this is like Wonka's factory. I think we stole some music from the film uh-huh. uh, to put on this edit. Uh, but like I remember you know because just you know they closed the whole place down just for us like there's three of us to film in it and and it was you know like seeing those lifelike dolls you're like that's pretty convincing but they're still not but Mm. if you you can make it robotic you know the main thing is about um, a robot which uh, you said at the top is the consent yeah a robot unless they're programmed to do can't have discernment or say no unless they become sentient and then if they become sentient then you've got a Westworld situation on your hands (laughs) Westworld doesn't end up well no but as in Westworld when they became sentient and conscious of themselves one of the first things they became conscious of is their abuse and the lack of uh, ability to have consent and that's what kind of started their evolution so would you you, if you had a robot sex worker would you abuse it a sentient one hang on are you talking about me now or are you talking about me in my life if I was single this is is what men do they go every time they ask me all about sex dolls and everything like that oh but surely you know they'll get they'll, they'll when they become sentient and they start arguing you know because they've been abused it's like so are you going to abuse them I want to make it clear to you I'm not having this conversation every, I'm not having this conversation every fucking day I'm not wandering around going to people am I not am I not yearning for sentient artificial uh, sex workers not only am I not for it but I say please and thank you whenever I talk to a Siri or an Alexa (laughs) because I believe I'm serious Howard good boy well done Howard they reckon in the next eight years the uh, intellectual gulf between artificial intelligence and human beings will be the same as the intellectual gulf between ourselves and ants. But that's only because the human intelligence is going down so much. I, well, that's partially so, it, but that's also part of the evolution anyway. Or, or, but at the same time, <laughs> as we as we evolve and we are making artificial intelligence in our image, like in the same way that feminism has arisen from the uh, objectification and sexualization and the dehumanization of the female form and body, like if you teach that to artificial intelligence as well. Is any amount of time where they're logically going to draw the conclusion? Fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. As an aside, Miranda, to the question I was saying about the future. Yes. Like, which we did, we both missed out on on both things. Is that yeah? Very little does the dynamic of sex work, where it's women soliciting men, yeah, is discussed. Yeah. So I'd like to, as a side question, is want to find out what the state of that is, and is there a future for that? Is that something that's on the rise? N- um, no. <laughs> Have you Googled male sex workers? I have. I knew one. Oh. I, knew so- I knew somebody some that was a sex them, worker. Some of them can be really good, but some of them just have not cottoned on because it's so... Male sex workers seem to be putting out on their adverts what they want to see on the women's sex, and, and it's sex workers' and, and we're talking about sex workers normally that are um, offering their services for heterosexual women? Yes. Okay, yeah. 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 I feel like, obviously, for members of the LGBT community, yeah. it's probably a bit more... Uh, yeah. They're, fun- they're grand. A more functional, yeah. yeah, yeah. But when it comes to like, they've got because there's sites for they for them, and they're they're fine. They've got it sorted, mm-hmm. you know. But it's when it comes to heterosexual women and men, like the men are just like they just don't know how to advertise it they put pictures of their penis yeah. thinking that's what a woman wants to see isn't it they want and to see I my tell cock. men all the time on stage okay it's not that women don't want to see a hard cock but you need to have context to said cock okay you can't just send a picture of a hard penis and not explain to that woman what has taken place in your mind in order to generate that erection okay because there's no context to the cock 
Oh, just a face. Oh, just a face. face. And eyes. Your face. Yeah. We want to see your face. So because women already, if they want just a penis, they can yeah. buy that. Yeah. And, yeah, and that one they don't, and they can they can wash that one. Yeah, they can they clean that one. Pop they don't have to bag. don't have to order it in Uber yeah. or give it a beer afterwards or oh, make it a sandwich. I once me miss um, mine. <laughs> I once came oh, up with a show. Just, just the one, Miranda. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Called a toy for a reason. <laughs> I'm going to name one after you for that. Well, seriously, done. will you? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I yeah, once, Dane uh, and Baptiste. <laughs> <laughs> Triple threat. I came up with a show uh, and the guy I was working for at the time just said, never say that to me again. Uh, It was called, the show was called Dick Pick, but Mm -hmm. with with P-I-C-K. And basically we put up 15 pictures of of guys who've taken pictures of their penis. And on the basis of the penises, you're going to pick three guys to go on a date with. Uh, And then uh, we'll, and obviously this is not a real idea, but I, I actually think to myself, well, probably actually works doesn't it isn't that naked attraction you know, well, well there you go it's a version of naked attraction would, this is the thing how it is exactly as Miranda says that would not work for heterosexual women that's not how mm. yeah. women are and this is what men don't understand is that like here's, here's, here's a bombshell guys a lot of women just think penises are ugly anyway <laughs> and somehow they see past <laughs> that to the human being attached to said penis yeah. and that's why you're saying I see a face because you can be like eh, that's a weird mushroom <laughs> but this is a nice human being yeah. and so yeah, yeah having a salvo of penises like a missile silo probably wasn't going to work and it's also because Howard <laughs> a lot of the time even though you've lined up as pictures again we don't see it as men women are bombarded with phallus on a daily basis mm. so to even put them on a picture on like, uh, and having these uh, mug shots uh, anyway I digress We're well, there was, you, there you, was um, another thing about uh, technology in sex work mm-hmm. um, what is um, one of my favourite fascinating things is that people are using technology um, in order to be, to do sex work from different ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. So there's a fabulous woman out there called the Tech Dom, and she built a software program where she uh, goes into people's computers. This is all consensual. They pay mm-hmm. to be blackmailed, basically. Mm-hmm. So she's like, open mm-hmm. up your, your computer, and she can she makes oh. them download the program. She looks all in their hard drive, picks out all the pictures of them in like a baby doll outfit or yeah. knickers, and I'm going to send these to all your contacts. You better put $500 in my PayPal oh. right now and she'll do that but you also have stuff like Alexa and smart Mm. plugs and all these wonderful sex toys that you can control by apps yes so it means that uh, what's the the rose right and it's by bluetooth so you can be out with your partner in this oh there's so (laughs) many day that's the one I'm going to name after you there is so many you can I can send um, I can send a sub a butt plug and say right and he can be in Japan Mm. put it up you on this day and Mm -hmm. then I can spend the whole day controlling it hmm. from my phone so there's also stuff like that again it's like and do you think that and just again as a side mm. while these amenities i think are increase the safety do you think this may have a negative effect on the human contact aspect of it i think people will always watch human contact cool. absolutely and that's what i mean older profession yeah. because it's an enduring need of human beings to have yeah. that contact in one form and also other. like because people are making these sex dolls and sex robots in the image that they think other people want and look at me like i am not what you would if you saw me walking down the road you would not think that's a sex worker but i, I serve a very niche well, but I, very grateful market which is a good point but at the same time i guess for me i've because I've known people who are sex workers, mm. I don't have a idea of what a consensual yeah. sex worker looks like anymore. No, but, it's no longer fishnets and PVC, yeah, boobs, boobs and a corset kind of thing. But anymore. if there was a guy who was making a sex robot, if you said to the average guy on the street, oh, yeah. "Make me a sex robot," he would make one with boobs and fishnets, mm. and, and you'd be like, "You're gonna have to fix her back again." Yeah, it would probably be. You're gonna have to fix her back again. But um, 
I would say, Dane, uh, that we've been doing this show for a number of years, and uh, that was uh, quite a different episode. Um, and uh, that's not a bad thing, Miranda. So thank you for being a guest on the show. In a very good way. I think, and I think, like, I mean, unlike sex, unfortunately, this could go on for hours. Uh, no, speak for yourself. Uh, some of us got. I said, unlike got, Howard, someone's got family to get home to. Um, <laughs> Sorry, right, I won't cheat on either of you until the day I die. Until good. the day I die. Good. Well, you're not allowed on any other podcast. Um, yeah, it's been a good one. Yeah, it's been I've a great one, Brenda. Thank you very much, and thank way. you very much for enlightening our understanding, particularly uh, with regards to consent. And I think that uh, when we are discussing sex, it is important to remind everybody that the best sex is always consensual before anything else. With that being said, please, if uh, you consent to do so, let our listeners and viewers know where we can find out about your good works, past, present and future. Thank you. Uh, So I currently host a podcast called The Smut Drop uh, from themetro.co.uk. I've also got a sitcom at Audible called um, Slaving Away, which is about the very utterly mundane life of a dominatrix. Um, And also, you can, if you want to support decriminalisation, then please look up the English Collective of Prostitutes. They need your time and they need your money and also make a donation to National Ugly Mugs. Perfect. It's been a joy. Oh, thank you. It it really has. If nothing else, it's been a mind gasm, Miranda. (laughs) So uh, thank you very much for tantalising our brains. (laughs) (laughs) Normally I charge good money for that, so well Exactly, so I appreciate it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTeaste and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Group. <laughs> 